Good morning, Life Church. I'm very excited to be with you today and uh, so happy to be studying Psalm 25 uh, with you. It's been a great experience for me this week and I want to get right to it. So I'm going to read the psalm and then we'll begin to reflect on some things concerning it. Psalm 25. In you, Lord my God, I put my trust. I trust in you. Do not let me be put to shame, nor let my enemies triumph over me. No one who hopes in you will ever be put to shame, but shame will come on those who are treacherous without cause. Show me your ways, Lord. Teach me your paths. Guide me in your truth and teach me, for you are God my Savior. And my hope is in you all the day long. Remember, Lord, your great mercy and love, for they are from of old. Do not remember the sins of my youth and my rebellious ways. According to your love, remember me. For you, Lord, are good. Good and upright is the Lord. Therefore, he instructs sinners in his ways. He guides the humble in what is right and teaches them his way. All the ways of the Lord are loving and faithful toward those who keep the demands of his covenant. For the sake of your name, Lord, forgive my iniquity, though it is great. Who then are those who fear the Lord? He will instruct them in the ways they should choose. They will spend their days in prosperity, and their descendants will inherit the land. The Lord confides in those who fear him. He makes his covenant known to them. My eyes are ever on the Lord, for only he will release my feet from the snare. Turn to me and be gracious to me, for I am lonely and afflicted. Relieve the troubles of my heart and free me from my anguish. Look on my affliction and my distress and take away all my sins. See how numerous are my enemies and how fiercely they hate me. Guard my life and rescue me. Do not let me be put to shame, for I take refuge in you. May integrity and uprightness protect me because my hope, Lord is in you. Redeem Israel, O God, from all their troubles. This is the word of the Lord from Psalm 25. So, um, in thinking about this this week uh, while doing dishes, my first big thought was um, uh, just the fact that we are designed, we have been made to be in relationship with God. Human beings 
need God. And uh, it's amazing to me uh, that that's not universally known or understood. Many people live their life uh, without knowing that they are created to be in relationship with God, without believing that they're created to be in ongoing communication with God, maybe not even believing in God, or maybe the God they believe in is not somebody they would trust or want to be in that kind of uh, communion with. But um, we see that right from the beginning of the psalm. Uh, the psalmist says, In you, Lord my God, I, I, I put my trust. Uh, in uh, the New American Standard, this, another English translation of this same psalm, uh, David says, Unto thee, O Lord, I lift up my soul. And uh, the NIV didn't translate it that way because that's not even language that people use anymore. What does it mean for you or me to lift up our soul to God? It's like Facebook time with God. It's like WhatsApp with God or Zooming with God or being online with God. It's, I, I'm... I'm checking in, Lord. I'm lifting up my soul to you. I want to be in communion with you. So my first big thought is that you and I uh, were designed to be in uh, an ongoing relationship with God. When, when, when David says in the psalm, I wait for you all day long, it's it's not like he's waiting for God to show up and God hasn't shown up yet and he keeps waiting. It's like all the day long I'm needing to be on Facebook with you. All day long I want to interact with you. When I first would read in the epistles, pray without ceasing, I'm like, ah, oh, that doesn't feel realistic to me. But I, I realize now I breathe without ceasing. You know, I inhale, I exhale, and somehow my relationship with God is supposed to be like that. Everything uh, is open uh, between us and God, and, and we're designed that way. For me to ignore that part of being a human being is for me to voluntarily choose to be a lower animal that's only interested in eating and breeding and sleeping and and whatever brings pleasure. Uh, but uh, those things all may be well and good in their uh, in their proper place. But there is a hole inside of me, inside of you that really only God can fill. And David is sensing that, that void in his own bosom. And, and, and you feel it several times a day. Uh, and, uh, and David is saying, 
To you, Lord, I lift up my soul. To you, in you, Lord, my God, I put my trust. I trust in you. I think this is also so very important because uh, the world is broken. The world you and I live in is broken in so many different ways. And I'm broken. You're broken. Every human being I know is, is broken. Part of it is like, you know, people don't know whether they believe all that Genesis, Adam and Eve story, but I do. And uh, to me, it's, it's a reflection of the consequences of the fall. And uh, everything became hard. So if you're an average person, you have several aggravations in an ordinary day. Things that you thought were going to work out that aren't going to work out. Somebody's misunderstood. I lost my temper here. I lost my wallet there. Uh, car needs a tune-up. The grass needs cutting. And on and on it goes. And uh, my coping skills are pretty limited if I'm not lifting up my soul to God and saying, Lord, I'm broken. Things around me are broken. Help me, mend me. And help me to be one who mends. And help me to do things with a good attitude. I'm not going to get through all the day long in harmony with you, in harmony with my family members, in harmony with my neighbor, much less my enemy, which we will get to in this psalm. Uh, I need you, God. To you, I'm lifting up my soul. The world is broken. I'm broken. Come to me, Lord. Turn to me. Actually uses that language in this psalm. Isn't that a beautiful thought? What, what do we mean when we say to Jesus, Jesus, would you turn to me? Would you look at me? Christina Rossetti, who... I first knew from writing children's poems, uh, also was a great sister in Jesus. And in one of her poem prayers, her closing line was, Jesus, drink of me. And, and it really captured my imagination. Would you like God to take a drink of who you are today? How you're feeling, how it's going, what you're happy about, what you're fearful of, what you're worried about. Jesus, drink of me and let me drink of you. Uh, turn towards me. Uh, this this uh, brings us to David uh, saying to God, I trust you. I trust you with my life. And uh, your emotional health, my emotional health, rests so much in and whether or not we trust God. Is he trustable? Um, and David will say, you're, you're the one I can trust. I'm not even always sure about myself, but you I trust. I'm bringing all my stuff to you. Uh, you've, you've probably learned, each of us have been around the block a few times, stuff happens. Stuff happens that we didn't, intend to have happen, that we didn't want to have happen. How do you and I move forward? 
How do we forgive? How do we receive forgiveness? How uh, do we make of our life a beautiful thing? David says, Lord, I'm trusting you. One of my constant prayers these days is I ask Jesus if he'll be my lawyer. You know, a lot of you are more mature than I am, but Evelyn and I have been only married 49 years and we fight, you know, we have arguments and I hate it because she's right a lot and I'll, I'll, I'll still be on the other side and I'll know she's right, but I don't want to give up the argument and I want it to end, but I want to have the last word and the Holy Spirit saying, choose one. Uh, but uh, sometimes I just say, Jesus, I need a good lawyer. I stepped in it uh, and... Yeah, I'm probably guilty too, but I just, how do I get from where I am to where I want to be, to where you want me to be, to where Evelyn wants me to be? How do I get there? Will you take my case? And David says, you're that kind of God. You're a God who cares about me, uh, and I can trust you. Um, this psalm also talks about our enemies. Lord, don't let me be put to shame. Uh, don't let my enemies triumph over me. Uh, it made me think of an old Christian hymn that I, I love a lot, just as I am, without one plea, but that your blood was shed for me and that you bid me come to thee, O Lamb of God, I come. That's language of somebody lifting up their soul to God. But another phrase in that song says, Fightings and fears within, without. O Lamb of God, I come. And if you're anything like me, there's things that you're fighting. There's things that you fear. Uh, we... Uh, some of us may fear death, some of us may fear sickness, some of us may fear not having enough money to do the things we're hoping we can do. Some of us, there's, there's no limit to the things that uh, uh, we can genuinely uh, be afraid of. And in different decades, there were different things going on. There were world wars. There were holocausts. There was uh, so much uh, privilege and abuse and, and uh, so much ugliness historically uh, over human history. Uh, and uh, there's, there's a need for God and there's a need to to know how to fight uh, our enemies, to know how to fight them in a way where God joins in the fight and where he fights on our behalf. I do want to say that most, uh, my most serious enemies uh, are within more than without. So my laziness is my enemy. Uh, my Anger, it's my enemy. Keeps me from being the person that God wants me to be. Uh, 
my lusts, my, uh, you name it. In any inclination I have to do wrong, to be wrong, to not love, uh, not wanting to forgive somebody who's wronged me is my enemy. All, all, and these are significant enemies. So I have enemies without, and I have enemies within. And, and David says, deliver me from my enemies. I, I would say the person who has harmed my life the most in my 70 plus years, c'est moi, it's me, it's me. And uh, that's why David will say in this psalm too, forgive me my iniquities because it's great. The weight of all my mistakes in life, the weight of all my failures, it's heavy, it's heavy. And what a thing that we can come to God. And what a thing that God designed this way to take away our sin, the Lamb of God who takes away our sin. Uh, what a beautiful thing. And so you and I have enemies, but um, uh, let me encourage you, and I have a mirror here where I'm looking at myself. Um, if you take care of the enemies within, if you're really fighting, uh, to be the person God wants you to be, to be the person your spouse would like you to be, your family would like you to be, your church would like you to be, your neighbor would like you to be. If you're fighting to be that person, you can bet that the Spirit of God is going to fight on your behalf against uh, people who may be your enemies. At, at points in time and ideologies can be your enemy an ideology that tells me I'm somehow superior to everybody else is my enemy and uh, so we need to learn to recognize these kinds of things and to learn that we we didn't come by them from Jesus you know I was reading in Luke 7 recently where this woman brings this alabaster box of precious perfume and breaks it over Jesus and is washing her, uh, his feet with her tears. And there's the host, Simon, the Pharisee, and he's thinking, wow, if this guy were really a prophet, he'd know what kind of woman this is. And I read that story and I say, so who am I more like? Am I more like this woman? said, Jesus, you are just so special. I want to break my most precious things over you. Or am I always being judgmental and weighing everybody else's motives and finding fault uh, everywhere? Um, so it's a beautiful thing to ask the Holy Spirit to, to show us who our enemies are. And anything that keeps us from asking forgiveness where we've been wrong is our enemy. It's our stubborn pride. Uh, if things are 
not great uh, in our household with spouse or children or parents. The way forward is to humble ourselves and to ask for forgiveness and to give forgiveness. And if we know that's true, but we're just continuing to put it off, that's our enemy. I thought about procrastinating, but then I thought I'd do it later. And um, uh, be quick to forgive and be quick to ask for forgiveness, to humble yourselves. There's, there's other words in the psalm I, I want to talk about. One is fear. So uh, it'll say, uh, who then uh, fears the Lord? And I want to say, fear of the Lord is a good thing. It's a good thing. We don't always understand it. It means that you and I care what God thinks of us. It doesn't mean we're afraid of him. Yeah, it also says in 1 John that perfect love casts out all fear. So when I'm perfect in love, I won't need fear anymore. But until I'm perfect in love, fear is not my enemy. Fear is my friend. If I drive the speed limit because I'm afraid I might get a ticket, that's not a bad thing. If, uh, you know, I, whatever those fears may be, but know this, if we don't fear God, we're going to fear all kinds of other things. That's just the way it is. The, so when I catch myself being afraid of what Alex thinks of me, uh, I have to recognize, oh, you know, I should, I should wonder what God thinks of me. And, and if God thinks things are okay, I, can, I think I can live with Alex not thinking I'm the best thing since sliced bread. And uh, there's a freedom. There's just a freedom in caring what God thinks coming to God and lifting our soul and, and just getting whatever we need. Uh, this psalm also says, remember me, Lord. Remember me in your mercy and love. Don't remember the sins of my youth. You know, don't remember my rebellion. And this was like a wild experience for me studying this this week. When Jesus remembers me. He is putting my members back together. It's like he takes me apart and finds the broken piece and, and mends it or replaces it, cleans it, and then he puts me back together. He remembers me. And what a beautiful thing that God offers to do that for us. Now, if I were to take apart a clock, I could pretty much guarantee you that clock will never tell time again. I'll end up with three or four pieces left on the table, and it's just a very sorry thing. I This is not anything I have a gift for. But God, all by himself, Jesus can remember us in his love and mercy. Say, you know, I think I'll take you apart.
and oil you up and fix that broken thing. I'm going to touch that hurting thing. Okay, let's put you back together. There you are. If anyone's in me, they're a new creature. All things have passed away. All things have become new. What a powerful thing to say, Jesus, remember me. Remember me. Remember me in your mercy. Please don't rem remember what idiot I've been. We've already covered that ground, Lord. I'm ashamed of all that, but I'm grateful that you don't, you know, stick my face in it and that I have to revisit all my faults every day. Remember me, Lord, in your mercy, in your truth. Now, David also says in this psalm, I am lonely and afflicted. Well, David's married, he has family, he's king, he's lonely. You know, I'm, I'm married up. I married a great woman almost 50 years ago. Uh, I still get lonely. Uh, we have five children we really like who like us and they married people we like and we get together it's wonderful I still get very lonely we have grandchildren nine grandchildren and we get to interact with them we have we think we have about the best friends any human beings can have I still get lonely I have a hole in me that only God can fill so both things are true at the same time. You have longings inside of you. You feel afflicted inside of you. Even if you're blessed. Even if you have so much wonderful stuff happening with you. There's still, there's still that hole that only can be filled when we lift up our soul to the Lord. And... Uh, so that's just a reality uh, that I want to keep in mind. The last line in this psalm says, Redeem Israel, O God, from all their troubles. And you know the word redeem means buy back. Evelyn likes to buy clothes at the secondhand store, and she's an artist. She, she gets a lot of her materials from this place called arts and scraps that's all redeemed stuff it's it's something that somebody was gonna throw out and they said no well it's still good you know let's just sell it secondhand kind of stuff to redeem us to buy back and David is saying uh, not just for himself but for the people of God redeem us Lord buy us back would you buy us back when you're out of sorts, pray with me. Jesus, would you buy me back? Would you redeem this situation? I seem to have messed up my relationship with my pastor. Could, could you buy it back? Could you, could you show me a, a path of redemption? How do I save my relationship with my child? How do I save my marriage how do i save these things could you could we could we buy it back would you buy it back also it's he says israel so he refers to the people of god 
by someone's name. And as we read the book of Genesis, Jacob is kind of a conniver and a con man, and he goes through a good part of his life being that person. But then he has, he sees angels ascending and descending, and he's like, oh, God was here, and I didn't know it. And one night he wrestles with God all night long and and doesn't let him go. Uh, And after that experience, God changes his name to Israel. He goes, you've you've met me now, and uh, we're in relationship now. You have a relationship. So may Life Church be Israel, a people group that have a history with God. May you be Israel redeemed in everything that concerns you. And... uh, There's a lot more I could say, but I'm going to close with a song. Uh, When I was an early believer, back when I had hair and I was 19, I learned this song about this psalm. And uh, I'd like to offer it as a closing prayer. And, um, you know, the scriptures say, remember him with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs making melody in your heart to the Lord. So uh, this is how I learned it. Unto thee, O Lord, do I lift up my soul. Unto thee, O Lord, Do I lift up my soul, O my God, I trust in Thee. Let me not be ashamed, let not my enemies triumph over me. And you can repeat that as long as you like. Uh, Thank you for allowing me to reflect on this psalm with you this morning. And I pray that all the dynamics that are captured in these words uh, remain with us and that uh, we have this great joy of being in ongoing uh, communion uh, with Jesus. It's offered to us and uh, we should accept. Thanks.